All right, everybody. Welcome back to Top In Talks. This is episode 11 uh, with myself, Adam Jones, and my co-host is back. He's finally settled in, Kwame Awua. Kwame, how you doing, Bob? Hey, man. I'm in the DMV. Obviously, you guys know I signed for Loudoun United. And honestly, just being an international, trying to find an apartment, trying to just drive around, get around, and get some things ready for your apartment while in preseason, double days and all that stuff, is definitely a task. But... Little by little, it's coming along. Um, but so far, I'm enjoying it. Very, very tired. Had a couple of preseason games, so I've enjoyed that. Brand new team, two weeks in. There's not much more to be happy about. So, so far, so good. Happy to be back. There we go. Awesome, buddy. So happy to hear that you're settling in. And obviously, you probably still got to get some apartment shit because that stuff <laughs> yeah, takes forever anyway. <laughs> and yes, you're in the sir. middle of preseason so you're trying to make sure that you're 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 fully engaged in that sense too and not devoting too much to one thing or the other um but yeah man let's just jump into it there's a bunch of you know smaller news man. in canada <laughs> soccer i guess we'll say just to start oh, with man i don't I, and, and it sucks that we have to call it smaller news because a lot of these people have devoted their time blood sweat and tears to the game and i just want to give them a quick shout out jordan wilson retired from York United, York FC, York United FC, um, to go and now um, be part of the one soccer crew, which is nice, is refreshing to have a player who's played in the league and a player cut from the same cloth, like a lot of players in the CPL, to bring their ideas and our ideas in hindsight to a platform like one soccer. So I guess you get a different dynamic and it, it should be a really good, a really good experience for people who want to understand the game of soccer through a soccer player's eyes. Um, Mason Trafford um, finished his incredible career with Calvary. Uh, I'm still working with them, which is a great thing as well. Uh, it's alongside uh, also Daryl Fordyce, who is at Valor, became was announced assistant coach for Valor. Um, like, like I said, those two guys, both captains for in the, all three of them were captains for their, their club teams, uh, retired and are continuing to do, uh, big things, giving back to the game that gives so much to them. So that's Fourth a one. quick shot. Drew Becky. Yeah. Drew Becky also Atletico Ottawa was also a captain for Atletico Ottawa and is now part of the coaching staff there as well. So it's nice to see, um, all these guys giving back to the game and just, passing on their knowledge and their experience. And hopefully there's many more, not anytime soon, but many more to come in the future. Um, but I am excited to see what Jordan Wilson, because I've seen what he's been doing with the Black History Month stuff, interviewing different uh, Black athletes, Black soccer players who are Canadian within the One Soccer CPO um, uh, platform. And it's very interesting. And I'm intrigued, so I, I keep I keep my eye on it. Um, but yeah, that's some of the the minor things, I guess, not minor, but major minor <laughs> things that are going on in Canada soccer. Me being in another country, not really having time. Like I scroll through Twitter and all that stuff. I engage as well. Um, but damn, there's a lot of shit that has been going on this past weekend. And let me tell you, for a Valentine's Day weekend. This there was no love. Let me tell you that no love on either side. I'm not here to pick sides. I mean, I want to say my stand, my stance first. 
I'm not here to pick sides. I'm not here to downplay what anyone has said. I'm here to just give my single objective or subjective opinion on the matter. And who knows, maybe my voice counts and maybe my voice doesn't. But this is what we have this platform for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like I I I'm not gonna pick a side because I don't think that's necessarily right. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have been said, a lot of things have been accused. And I mean, where there's smoke, there's typically fire. So with both sides coming out with things, it seems like there's stuff on both sides that need to be done. But um, I mean, I, I just want to say this. It fucking sucks. Like to sit here and honestly look at the fact that in the last year and a half, I guess we'll say it's probably been the most successful period for just the national team program, women and men's. The women won the Olympics. Mm-hmm. The men qualified for the World Cup. Both of them, like the women, if we look at what success means to both those programs, the women are a top 10 country in the world. They want and they expect to win things, and they did. Mm-hmm. They won one of the two biggest tournaments they could possibly win. And at one point, like, the men were top 35. The, well, just look at like the, the men. I, I didn't expect them to qualify for this World Cup. I thought they'd be in around the playoff. And I was hoping they could get into the playoff and hopefully qualify. They fucking won the group, man. Like, and, but all we've talked about has been contract negotiations. It's been, it's been all this stuff with the CSA. Like as a fan, it's fucking brutal not to be able to actually enjoy this. Like all the conversation has been off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it, like it's, I can't imagine being a player right now, especially on the women's side, trying to prepare for a world cup having to deal with this bullshit, you know, and it, and it sucks. It sucks as a fan to have to sit there and go, I just want to enjoy and sit in this moment and understand it. Cause it's difficult to have both countries succeeding mm-hmm. at the same time. And we can't even really enjoy it because of all this other bullshit. Yeah. Spoken like a true fan. I mean, I remember how, everything came out it, obviously there was the women's national team dropping the um letter to where they were talking about they were not being equally compensated for um obviously with the job the work that they have been doing and rightly so um especially in preparations for a world cup i think you you should be able as a nation to give the necessary revenue or whatever to help prepare your country for a world cup not saying like obviously there's a lot of things that do come into it like the men's national team they had to travel a lot more during covid they had to like you have to pay for covid tests private planes all that stuff charters etc but whatever the women need for in order for them to succeed on their side of the game they should be able to give it be that should be able to be given to them. And it sucks because you have a team that has consistently performed for a long period of time. It's not like they haven't, they've just, it's been a one and done, like, damn. Like, they've been finished in the top three in Olymp- the last three Olympics, which is 12, over 12 year, a 12-year period, which is amazing. So it's like, okay, I can understand their 
cry out for, okay, we need either extra or um, better investment into what we, that, that the, the investment will show equal to what we've been putting out on the field, to the product that we've been putting out on the field. Like they don't want to feel shorthanded. And at times you can't, like, I feel for them because, like, they have been shorthanded. Because for the longest time, the men's national team hasn't been doing well. But the one time they have, the, the one time they do do well, it seems like the, shit, the focus just automatically shifts to the men's national team. And the women are probably like, hello, like, we've been doing this for the longest time and we still can't get any type of love, uh, Valentine's Day, but any, any type of love in reference when it comes to the things they need to be prepared things they need the youth teams need in order to be successful the grassroots need in order to be successful the one thing that i can say that isn't fair to the other side is the way the information was brought to public because in the document that they put on twitter they show the 2020 compensation and 2021 compensation. I feel like regardless of what you're arguing about, we all have to take into consideration that there was a worldwide pandemic. And I think that goes over everyone's head. There was a worldwide pandemic. The women, women were in camps, but they don't play as many games to qualify for the World Cup. And they also don't play the UEFA, the CONCACAF Nations League. They also don't play as many friendlies in between those times. They also don't have to travel as far because the best teams that they play against are usually a quicker travel, the U.S. Like the furthest they'll probably go, they went to Australia, right? You have to take into account that the national team did, the CSA did pay for their tour when they won the the gold medal for them to go around Canada and play games. I don't personally know the numbers or anything like that, but a shot was felt when the men's national team, and I don't know if they were directly talking about the CPL. So I'm not, because I have friends on the team and I can ask them, but I don't know if they were directly talking about the CPL because they could have been talking about League One Ontario. They could have been talking about League One BC. They could have been talking, you know what I mean? PLSQ, whatever. They could, it couldn't, probably wasn't, wouldn't have to be the, uh, the CPL. They were talking but, about the CPL. But, they were. It's. <laughs> but for them to take a shot at the CPL, it's kind of like a stab in the heart or, or a stab in the back because this is what guys that are on the national team now wanted when they were younger and they had to leave the country. They had to leave their parents behind. They had to go and be in uncomfortable situations in order just for them to make it. And that's how many 10 out of 10 million people that probably tried the same thing or wanted the same thing. They were fortunate enough to make it but this league, the CPO, gives an opportunity for players not to slip through their cracks. 
how many people on Le- on that were played in League One Ontario are in a national team? Alistair Johnson starts. Richie Larez starts. Kamal Miller starts. Tejon Buchanan starts. Kyle Lair basically starts. That's five. Starting 11 from the national team that came out of those minor leagues. So I just felt like they could have got their point across without having to mention the CPL at all. If you have beef with someone, and I take this, we can even bring this to the streets. If you have beef with someone, you're not going to go talk shit to their sister. Like, yo, your brother's this, this, and this, and that. It's like, yo, if you have a problem with someone, you address the problem with someone. The problems with CSB, address the problem with CSB and their deal. Don't take a shot at the players that are trying to get to the level, the players that are in the CPL that are looking up to you to try to get to your level. They're trying to find a way to make it to where you guys are. The youngest that look up to you in League One Ontario, the people that come cheer on, cheer you guys on at your games with their parents. We don't have that many people. We said in our earlier, one of our earlier podcasts that we don't have that many people in the country to even cheer on soccer. So the fact that we even have the opportunity to have our own professional league, we shouldn't take that for advantage. We shouldn't. You don't have to build yourself up by tearing someone else down. And that's how it felt. So sorry for my monologue, but that's all right. That's all right. I even tweeted. I'm like, yo, it's actually crazy. I, I like when people stand up for themselves because rightly so. You deserve what you, you deserve. If you wholeheartedly believe that you put in that work and you want to get paid, for sure, because soccer is not a long lifespan. But don't tear other people down to build yourself up. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, everything you said, I, I agree with, you know, like the one thing that I think the one thing that is the most, the one, the one side that I, I really, really like my heart goes out to the girls is the fact that they're cutting resources. Mm-hmm. That's the most basic standard that you should have across the board for all youth national teams, all senior national teams, men, women, whatever resources and the allocation of those resources for those teams needs to be equal, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're going to charter a private jet for one, you got to charter a private one for the other. If they're going to fly, that's they have a title nine like, in, in NCAA. Exactly. Like it is like, it, it's, it's identical, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, we're allowing for this many, this much preparation before world cup. You have to allow the same thing. Like you can't pick and choose all of a sudden, like that, that, that is the that is basic, and if that's really what's coming down, and that's what the CSA are doing, that is fucking shocking, and people need to lose jobs. Like that is the most basic thing, and that needs to happen. Um, I think like one of the things you said though, like they they're obviously going, and you brought up investment, and this is the part that I find just this is the part where as the fan, and this is where mm-hmm. every kind of soccer fan needs to hold some accountability. Because, again, the women talk about, uh, oh, well, we've been winning all this time. We've been winning all this time. And we feel like we haven't been fairly compensated. And now that CSBs come in, the only ones willing to invest. The only ones. And they're losing fucking money. Let's not get ourselves – let's not get ourselves. They're yeah, losing there was money. A meet. Yeah. Hand and fist every yeah. year. They are losing money funding this league. 
And because they have a clause in there that says, well, when you start to get revenue, we get a cut because we're help funding this. And we're like, mm-hmm. every, like we wanted someone to invest, to lose money. Like were we, do we think that they just like, that's, that's how that worked with the MLS. It was the same type of model. Mm-hmm. Right. So as the fan, like, we're the ones that have put the players in the situation because we weren't willing to invest when the women were going to those, like no one was willing to put it on TV. Rogers and bell weren't willing to put it on TV because we didn't tune in and watch as a fan. Mm -hmm. So there's some accountability that needs to be taken by us because at the same time, I get that it looks like a shitty deal now, but everyone looked at it at the time went, Oh my God, this is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Finally, someone's willing to invest all this stuff. Like there's no perfect like an investment company is not coming in to lose money. Nope. Like they're coming in to make money and they'll, they'll lose money for a while, but in the long run, they, they know where their numbers are and they know how they can make money. So it's just, it's a difficult situation, but you have to take some accountability on ourselves as fans. We mm-hmm. weren't, we weren't the ones investing. So we can blame the CSA. We can yell at them all we want, but at some point you got to look internally. Because again, and this is this is the one thing, this is the only thing that's really, that been frustrating for me a little bit uh, with with what the women have done. Like, they go, "Fuck it, we're striking." Awesome, let's go. Everyone rally behind them because this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then they get threatened with money, and they go, "Oh yeah, no, we can't afford it. We're gonna play." And you're like, "Oh my, did you guys not see that coming?" Like again, the second it goes to touch your wallet, and this is the part of investment, right? The second it goes to touch your wallet no, sorry, I can't afford it, but someone else needs to step up and pay for this. Like that's the mentality that we've always also had as fans, right? Someone just needs to invest. Someone needs to invest. Okay. Then do it. Oh, I can't. Right. Like that's how we've been. And so if someone finally does step in and invest, we want to throw them out. We want to get rid of them all of a sudden because, oh, well, now we don't like the deal. That's not the way it works. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, we have to take a little bit of account. We have to take a bunch of accountability ourselves because it's not like this is the first time that we haven't supported an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like Vancouver had an NBA franchise. Montreal had, a, had an MLB franchise. Mm-hmm. Quebec had an NHL franchise. Winnipeg had an NHL franchise that then they got rid of and then brought back. The like, Alouettes, the CFL franchise literally just got taken by the CFO. Like the CFL is now yeah. starting to crumble. Like it's it. And, and again, I think like the one thing that I would say, and this is this is the hard part, I think, of the discussion because the discussion is obviously over compensation. They're never gonna get compensated like an American inter- international or like a European international. They're not. Mm-mm. Doesn't matter how well they do, comparatively speaking. Because the revenue, realistically, the revenue generated comes from fans. Yep. And we've only NTV. got 38 million. NTV. NTV. We've only got 38 million. Mm-hmm. We don't have an English Premier League that is pumping billions of dollars per year into our federation. We don't. We don't have 38, 350 million people like the U.S. have. We also have the geographical challenge of being the second largest country in the world, where if I want to go watch a game, I literally have one option. 
unless I want to make a weekend and spend a bunch more money. Whereas if you Mm -hmm. look at somewhere like Croatia or these smaller countries, it's Mm -hmm. the fucking drive 20 minutes to Mm -hmm. go to the next stadium. Like there are specific things that we need to understand of the situation alone to understand what the compensation is. I'm not saying we let like, we're okay with where it's at right now. We're not Mm -hmm. like, we want to try and make it as big as possible, but there are some considerable restrictions and barriers to understand, I think, especially from the fan perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, it's going to be a sticky situation. One thing I don't understand is like, why haven't all of them just come to the table and sit down? It seems like no one understands what anyone is saying. Well, th- this is this is what it is though, man. Because and and this is the pro- that this is the shitty thing, and this is where we're at, right? So it doesn't fucking matter what the players say, because the CSA don't fully trust them. It doesn't matter what the CSA say because the fans and the players don't trust. Like. Like the amount of PR that needs to go on for everyone right now is so high because the second trust breaks down, it doesn't matter what you're saying if the other side doesn't believe you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, everything you say just is just noise because it's not, it doesn't hold any weight. So that's where, like, that's really where we're at. Like, we almost need, like, it sucks. We almost need a situation where you can hire a third party to come in, sit down and look through everything. And Mm -hmm. everything means everyone Mm -hmm. has to turn over everything. That means the players have to turn over their stuff. That means the CSA has to turn over all their stuff in regards to. Yeah. (laughs) In regards to same thing with CSB, like with regards to, because they're also a private entity, so they can't turn over like, you're not looking for their finance. Like you're not gonna be able to get some of their stuff, but everything you can get, you need to be able to obtain and have this person come out and write a report and go, here's our report. But my the thing is like, is, is it, the problem that we have, get... sorry, the problem that we have is we live in today's day and age where someone's going to say, well, this person could do everything right. They could be telling the truth. So I'm going to go, yeah, well, I don't feel like that's right. And it'll blow up and be like, blow yeah, it's, it's partisan. Like, oh, well, they're, they're not telling the whole truth. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just where we're at right now, which sucks. My thing is, like, yo, people have been complaining about compensation for the longest time. Like, if we're built on a shaky foundation, do you think we have to wipe out the whole board in the CSA? I mean, if there's a crack and if there's a break... I think you have to replace it really. But again, here, here's, here's the hard part with that. Who are you replacing it with? Like everyone starts coming. We should put X players there. What the fuck do they know about running an organization? If none of them have done it, why are we putting them in, in, in that place? So the last thing we need is to rebuild this thing with an even shake your foundation. Cause they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, then you know what you I mean. Need, you, at, at the end of the day, you do need business minds working within the organization. Like they're saying, like, oh, we need. So, like, I see one of the comments on one of the reels that you posted. A guy was talking about uh, Canadian FIFA lawyers and how Canada don't have the same uh, 
regulations as America as American counterparts. And then he goes on to say CPL teams do not have academies, which is false. He said, and not having an academy as a professional team is a recipe to go into extinction because you can because MLS because MLS was born out of academies, right? No, like they were all it's private entities and they grew that like give me a fucking break yeah so i was like that's false first and foremost calgary has calgary foothills forge has sigma fc halifax basically about to adopt vaughn because of patrice (laughs) (laughs) well they they do have their own thing though they do have their under 28 and pacific have vancouver island wave yeah like so like just because they're not the same names like just, just because it's not uh dallas fc academy or Houston FC Academy. That doesn't mean they don't have a grassroots level where they feed, where players are funneled from. Well, FC Dallas's biggest feeder was the Dallas Texans for the longest time. So, like, everybody seems to have an opinion in this, but like, whose opinion actually matters? The players, the people part of the CSB, and the people part of the CSA. I think like. <laughs> They're all, the all their is, opinions matter for sure. But I think yeah. the biggest thing, I think like what you said though was so key was the thing that needs to stop is tearing everything else down. Like come to the board, have a discussion and then don't post something with zero context. Like we'll look at what it costs for the men to qualify for the world cup in 2021, a single year during COVID react to charter planes and you have to do all these things. Mm-hmm. That also led to them going to the world cup where they're going to make how much money is coming? Like seems and like and you guys are going to have, and you, you guys are going to get some of it, but yeah. anyways, it seems like that investment was kind of worth it. You know what I mean? Like, like shit like that though, where you're like, and then again, on the guy's side saying minor leagues. And again, I'm not going to lie. The letter was written horrendously. That letter was terrible. I don't know who wrote that. Or what that lawyer was, signed that off on was, it? That, it was that shit, that shit was bad. on the fly. It that was shit bad. was on the fly. I didn't even like. I didn't even really comment. I just commented on the minor league part because, like, I'm like, bro, we CPL really didn't need to catch no straight bullets for no reason. Like, we like, what do you what What do you expect? The you think the players in the CPL? If you guys are gonna go tell them it's a minor league, and people are saying, oh, well, what do you expect? Like, it is a minor league. You have eight teams. I'm like, bro, Costa Rican league has twelve teams. It's only a minor league because it's only five years in. It's not a minor league because what like what do you what are you about to say? None of it's not junior this, hockey. Yeah. Like, it's not AHL. It's not. We're like AHL teams. H- have, also, I wouldn't even no, call no, the AHL like, minor or, leagues. Or 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 the OHL, where like you have the Toronto Marlies, which is a feeder to Toronto Maple Leafs. None of the teams in the CPL, they're professional in their own right, in their own entity. None of the teams in the CPL are feeder teams to any other teams in the world. So for you to say the CPL is a minor league, and I'm just saying in general, people that are commenting, people that don't know shit. And that's what I was saying on my Twitter. You guys can go on my Twitter. I said, hold up, I got to find it because that shit got me so tight. I said, and I quote, um, where is it? Sorry. I can respect an opinion about football, but if you have no skin in the game, please just take a backseat in passionate topics. Listen to the people that have been there and done it. I'm like, ignorance is at an all-time high with some people when it comes to commenting about shit that's going on. You guys have no idea. It's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
your favorite player is upset. Do you know why they're upset? Do you think it's credible for them to be upset in your opinion? Are they just upset because you think, oh yeah, they're sad. So like, I think they deserve this, this and that. Like, no, that's not how it goes. There has to, there's a, there's a plan in place. If there's a situation, there has to be a solution. Just because of the situation doesn't necessarily mean that everyone but that certain player is wrong. There's somewhere along the line, something didn't work out, and that's what you need to find. It's not a shot at the CPO. It's not a shot at the media. It's not a shot at ex-players that played in the, those minors. It's not a shot at – not even a shot at the women's team and the national team. We're all out here just trying to make it and get whatever we deserve. But going against one another is not going to get the job done. No. No, yeah, you have, it's it's strength in you numbers. You will never man. see you will never see Messi be like, yo, the Argentinian league is trash. You think Messi's gonna go like no offense? I don't think Christine Sinclair called the CPL a minor league, but like let's say it was a T, but let's say I'm not I'm, like this is just like hypothetical. Like, yeah, this hypothetical. Like let's say a T budget said, yo, the CPL is a, a minor league. It, it'll be like, yo, our best player in national team history. It's calling the country, the league in the country that he's from, a minor league. That's like calling, that's like Messi saying the Argentinian league is a minor league because he plays at Barcelona. Like, bro, what do you think those guys in Argentina would do? Burn down all the statues of the men. But like, we can't get anywhere if we're just going to keep bickering and no one's looking for a solution. You might think you have the solution. But how does your solution affect what other people are thinking or what else can happen? Bring everything to the table and see if you guys can come to a middle ground. And I, don't, I think everybody just wants to be right. And it's not about being right. It's about doing what's better for the rest of the, because you're not going to be in the same, like a lot of the players that are there now, 10 years from now, you're not going to be playing anymore. So is it about you right now? And that's all you care about? Or is it about, finding a way to get what you can out of it and what you're supposed to get out of it and then bettering off the rest of the, gen- the rest of the generations. I don't even think it's about being right. I think more of this, and I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying this is the players, but a lot of the stuff I see on social media has way more to be about being virt- trying to look virtuous than actually mm-hmm. help. You know what I mean? Like, that, if you're like not that, gonna say anything productive, part. bro. Don't that's the say hardest it, part. And and, and again, he, and he, here's the other thing. We want more investment in this country. How's that looking right now? How's that looking right now? Who who's like gonna come in and invest right now? Who? It's a burning building, yo. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like the one organization that actually did invest now is trying to get they're trying to run the Meta Town. You know, like I'm not saying it was a good deal struck by any means, but when it's the only one on the table and you need it like and, that, and that's the thing like I, i'm i'm really i'm really, do, really do, do worried people, i'm really worried pe- that if this thing goes the way it's going we're just gonna lose professional football together in this country and it's never right, coming back but right. do you know that in order for us to host a world cup we i don't know if you guys knew that we needed a professional league that's why the CPL was started. See, people don't know that those things. 
I've been in rooms where people have told me, higher ups have told me, the reason why we started this whole thing was so that Canada can host a World Cup, which in turn brings revenue back. You can't host a World Cup without a professional league. That's why there's so many countries that have never been able to host, even if they had the infrastructure, have never been able to host a World Cup because they do not have a professional league that is bringing in some type of revenue and has some type of national team products, like people coming from there, like feeding into bigger leagues. That's why the CPL was started. Canada wasn't really supposed to host a World Cup, hence why we only have two venues. The rest of the venues are in Mexico and the U.S. So no, right it, now, you're not wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. Right now is a burning building, and everybody's looking at it like, "Ooh, am I going to be the?" One? Or people could look at it the other way. People might be like, "Okay, maybe if I hop in now, I can save their quotations, well, <laughs> save Canada soccer, and then a shittier deal comes on the table." Yeah, and and that's like, I mean, it's it goes back to like the old saying: it's better to better it's better than it's better to have the devil you know than the devil you don't like can we like okay like that's that's the that's the one part of this that's been frustrating it's like okay guys well this is on the table and it's not going away mm-hmm. why are we trying to find the best alternative situation out of this rather than bitch and moan and set shit on fire and it's not nothing's gonna come out of which it. is exactly it's, what's happened because the csa and the csb already made a deal like our contracts have to be have to be acknowledged and these are the guys that put money forth towards everything not just the cpo towards literally everything yeah so if they say yo like nah like the men's national team they're bringing in more revenue because tv rights all that stuff this is that okay we might put more we might put more money into the men's national team because they're bringing us a bigger return i don't even think that that would be money in it i think that would just be like like, okay, you guys is, that would be like tournament revenue. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, what we're going to do, like the way I look at all that stuff is whatever resources there are, that shit is just sent out. Like whatever your budget for resources are, that's equal. Like mm-hmm. that's just equal. Like that, like that's mm-hmm. just basic workplace. Yeah. Basic. Standards. Both of them should like, those are basic thing, standards. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to like tournament revenue and shit like that, well, that's a percentage. Like, mm-hmm. We agree on X percent. That doesn't change. So mm-hmm. if the women are in a tournament and the men aren't, well, the men don't have a percent. The women have all of them. Mm-hmm. That whatever, say it's, t- say it's 10%. Bang. Mm-hmm. That 10% goes directly to the players who played in that tournament because they played. Mm-hmm. They were involved. They played mm-hmm. staff, all whatever, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's basic. That shit's mm-hmm. basic. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like, it, yeah, I, I get like, there are going to be somewhat discrepancies when you do look at like grassroots because you mm-hmm. need a budget for grassroots and say 60% of the people who signed up in Canada to play youth soccer are women. Well, then whatever that budget is, 60% of it kind of needs to go. It doesn't matter if the men make mm-hmm. more money. They, mm-hmm. Like you look at where you have to allocate your resources appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? Like, But this is why you hire business people within the organization to do this business stuff. Yeah. And then you let the soccer people do the soccer things. Yeah, I think like, once, again, when business people when business people start making soccer decisions and soccer people start making business decisions, it doesn't go well. No, no. And I think I think part of the problem 
is that we look at where the U.S. are, where the where's the where's the English FA? Like we're looking yeah, at we're looking it. at solutions from where people currently are when we're nowhere probably thirty years behind. Like we've got to start somewhere, and that's what that was one of the things that again I brought up. I brought this up a while ago, but the World Cup prize money, it sucks the guys have got to take a hit on that because in order to actually build something sustainable, Mm -hmm. like other countries got to start that when bonuses weren't a thing, Mm -hmm. the organization kept all that money. Like players didn't make money playing for the national team. It was an honor. Like the Mm -hmm. only reason why that even came into place was because all of a sudden now you have all these dual nationals where you're basically buying their allegiance. Like that's where bonuses came from when you just, and and because like you had superstars like world renowned stars were like that were getting paid higher in the in the world and stuff like that yeah they would, they would probably say no but because they were bringing in so much TV rights when people started getting wind of that like those superstars they're like yeah I need something but that only came in like like that stuff only started in like mm-hmm. the mid to late nineties like that mm-hmm. wasn't like that wasn't happening in the seventies mm-hmm. like it wasn't. So like, there's all this history before that of these organizations that have been built that have a foundation behind it. They have a system. They have a way to do it. Like, and, and if we're talking about blowing up the board and getting rid, we're starting from scratch. You don't have to fund that and pay those people money. Because again, part of, I think part of the biggest problem with the CSA over the years has been that it's been primarily a volunteer organization. You haven't been able to hire people full-time because of revenue issues. Mm-hmm. If you want to create a solid foundation, you need to pay a lot of people in proper mm-hmm. positions to actually run it. And that's going to take money out of players' pockets and out of other things mm-hmm. like resources for national. Like, like that's the situation we're in. It's way more complex than I think people just let on of going, why don't we just pay the players what they're worth? And you're like, mm-hmm. well. So money has well, to come, come out of somewhere. Like wait, wait, like okay, pay the play, pay the players what they're worth. How much money are they bringing in? Because we can't even televise it nationally right now because we, the fan, aren't paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, like that's that's kind of the it, it's just there's so many different layers to it, and to come at it from a strict one perspective and not try and learn anything and look at things mm-hmm. from different perspectives, which no one seems to try and do these days is just so antiquated and it's so detrimental to creating a pot. Like I'm not even gonna say positive, but like the best solution available. Literally we have to figure out the best solution available and it has everybody like there has to be some drop in like, like there has to be honesty, transparency, a drop in ego, like everybody just has to come to the table. Pride, like, everyone, just like, throw pride. your pride out the window, pride man. Just get it out. The window. If you're for the betterment of Canada's soccer and future generations and the World Cup for the Women's World Cup coming up and the Men's World Cup coming up in 2026 that we're hosting, like we need to get this situation solved ASAP because right now it's not looking good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I will stick a little bit here with the Kenneth soccer theme. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, our thoughts and, and prayers go out to Sam, currently in Turkey, going through just I, – I cannot even imagine um, what, what this whole ordeal has been wanting to go through um, and to experience this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
last time I saw a report, it looks like Christian Natchu is still, his body still not been found. Um, his club team, I think of they're, they're done for the season. They're not playing the rest of the season now. Um, it's, it's really tough, man. It's really hard to kind of put this into words and to kind of understand what he's going through. Um, we're going to put a little link uh, in the description uh, and I think on our Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. just of if, if anyone is able to donate to this, to the cause um, we'll have a little, we'll, we'll have a link in there for anyone who wants to contribute and help out. Um, we'll make sure to do that, but obviously just our thoughts and prayers are with him and, and his teammates and, and all those affected. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, obviously a tough situation. Um, you can only imagine what, he's going through alongside teammates, family, other teammates, family members and the people in Turkey and in Syria. I mean, seeing videos and stuff like that, it was absolutely unbelievable. I heard another report came out that a couple officials are being sued and arrested for building those buildings on um, unstable uh, foundation. I mean, that is absolutely unbelievable where it's like you not doing your job properly might have could have either saved or killed thousands of people so it's it's, it's a tough pill to swallow but like we said we're going to have the link in the in our description and bio and hopefully whoever can donate please and Obviously not forced, but prayers, prayers up to obviously Atiba Hutchinson's there as well. Prayers up to those in Turkey and Syria, for sure. It was tough watching that at that um, interview that they had with one soccer. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you can kind of see it was a little bit of disbelief, exhaustion, and fear, like, and and the unknown. Right, like just not really knowing what's next. How are things going to transpire? What's going to happen? Like it's, it, it's, it's a really difficult situation, and and hopefully everyone can. Uh, hopefully we're able to figure out what to do next pretty soon here, because it's a difficult. It, it's difficult, and I I have no idea. Yeah. Damn. Not to. Man, that, that just made me a little sad. But I guess in um, better news, uh, not even better news, not in better news, actually. We'll go, we'll stick, unfortunately, we'll stick to, with the negative. Manchester City, financial fair play, investigation from nine years ago. Uh, Manchester City are being uh, investigated, obviously, about the transfer dealings, their wages how they're paying of the players etc and a lot of people have been asking the question like how can man, man city afford all these players etc etc it seems like uh fifa have <laughs> been investigating and it seems like they found something some proof um pep Guardiola and the owners deny it pep stands with the owners and he has even said, like, yeah, I believe you if you tell me that you didn't, that you, nothing has been done wrong. But if there has been and you're lying to me, then there's going to, like, I guess he was saying that he, 
he will step down. So it's an interesting read. Um, a lot of people always talk about PSG and um, and all those other teams that have those big star players, but I think this is probably one of the one or two times where I've heard people talk about Man City and FIFA Fair Play. Yeah, well, they got they got investigated once, and then they got exonerated, but fined like ten million pounds. Which, mm-hmm. if you're innocent, I don't see why you got fined. But um, yeah, actually, if anyone if anyone wants to kind of watch something that's a little bit more in depth, uh, Sky Sports posted something on YouTube with the overlap with Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher, and then it's like a fan debate where they had journalists come on. It's really good. It provided actually a lot of insight and kind of again a little bit of the nuance when it comes to what repercussions might be. Cause mm-hmm. there are certain things uh, like when you get into like, Oh, who won the title, all that stuff. Well, who finished fifth? You should cost them how many millions of pounds? Cause they didn't make it in the champions league. Now who got relegated that year? Who lost hundreds of millions of pounds? Like there's a lot of, these things when we talk about like consequence, this is why it's not going to be a quick resolution by any means is that there's a lot of these things you have to kind of wade through and figure out like, okay, what does it actually mean? How did it impact them and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, like I, their biggest issue this time was that they were, they were saying that they had, they had higher revenue than Man United, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Maybe Barcelona because Barcelona had, no they can't revenue. fill out their stadium, man. <laughs> Fuck that. No chance. They had higher Barcelona, revenue. Than Barcelona, them. Barcelona, Barcelona. Barcelona had to sell half their team, though. Half their, like... Yeah, that's, that's recently, that's though. That's recently, though. We're talking over the last nine fucking nine years. Nine years. Oh, Bullshit. Nah, okay, never mind. Bullshit yeah. you did. Like, that's horseshit. COVID, COVID, COVID killed um the Spanish League, though. Big time. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, been, that, that, that's been coming. That cooked. Yeah. Oh, that, that's been coming. COVID really fucked the Spanish League. But your question about... I think... Teams that didn't finish in the top four, let's say Man City's found guilty. The team that was in fifth place that didn't finish in the top four, I think, okay, Man City, those nine years, Man City City should compensate them. The team that got relegated, man, you lost to every other, like, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be, like, if you finish in dead last, Man City not being there is not the reason why you finish in dead last. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm not going to reward bullshit-ass soccer. Like, I'm not going to reward you losing 24. The fifth-place team, at least you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you fought. They still got money, though. They, have, they still got money from Europa League. They didn't make Champions League. So now maybe, but here's, the, here's part of it. Okay, they don't get money. They also now can't buy certain players because certain players won't come. Like, it, there's the list of things there. But you're I'm like, saying, how do saying, you actually justify what that amount is, though? How do you justify course, that? But, of course, but I'm saying, like, you can't justify the player aspect. Like, okay, they could have got this player, could have got that player. Anyone could have got this player or that player. I'm just saying, like, if you got, let's say you got Europa, you got money from Europa, the, like, subtract, like, how much, like, the money that would be earned in Champions League minus the money that you earn from the Europa, like, whatever's left over, that's what Man City should pay. You know what I mean? To make it equal to what they would have got in Champions League. The people that finish – when you get relegated, you still get money. Don't get me wrong. But obviously, because you get money because it's like a kind of like being able to keep your team afloat. That's well, you why get like, money. You get, everyone gets money for finishing in a certain place. But the problem is it's the loss of revenue. 
yeah, the loss it's the loss of it's a loss of the next year because the championship had dropped so much. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I don't think like the twentieth place in the Premier League should be getting money. There's no nah. There's no chance. Like if you finish like at eighteen, okay. I but here, that. uh, like that's the thing. Now we're like we're drawing line. Like where does it like again? Like where is it? Who, what about the like, team who finished sixth? Team who finished seventh? Like every single team's now owed money eventually because well they cheated like all these things like. That's the problem with what this problem with trying to figure out like a compensation method. And like, that's kind of what they're talking about on Sky Sports was like, how do you like, I think I feel like you can figure out a compensation method because you're not out here going to reward people like, okay, let's say you played Man City, you lost to them, but that's okay. You lost them twice. That's two losses out of the 30 fucking games you played. Why should you be rewarded for you getting slapped 20 other times? Yeah, but why, why, why? So, like, just to play devil's advocate, why shouldn't you be punished for cheating every single team you played against that whole year? You cheated them. You cheated every single one of them. Okay. But then, so like, okay, let's say, no, no, no. Let's, let's say you cheated every single one of them. Let's say Man City finished perfect, perfect, like, wins, right? The teams that they won against, let's say they won 38 and or however games in the Premier League. You give each team their points because you can go, but like, there's an archive in the Premier League standings. You give everybody back their points and see because you can find all the results. You can do this AI technology shit. You can literally be like, if Man City wasn't in the Premier League, and you give everybody back their points and see where everybody is. Man, it's a, it's not like it's not possible. No, but what I, like the, the only point I'm making is that the compensation needs to go to everyone. You can't pick and choose a handful of teams. Okay, so then. That now you get compensated when because like again I don't or think, nobody gets compensated then nobody gets compensated because that team that should have made Champions League they're gonna be like yo I, sh- I deserve so much more exactly so like that's what I'm saying is I I don't know like like from compensating from that perspective yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen I don't think they're given Premier League titles it's, back yeah it, yeah it's they deceiver, might have been stripped it, it, but no one's receiving them yeah you know what I mean like it's not like they're gonna go okay here United get three Liverpool it's, get three yeah. we're we're yeah. we're good you know what I mean like I don't think any of that'll happen. Um, but like, again, like this, and again, we live in a world where we want to know exactly what's going on. This shit, like we're not figuring this out for like two to five years. Uh, Nothing's coming down for two to five years. Fans are so eager to know. Fans are so eager to judge. And it's crazy because I'm a football fan too, but I know myself playing professional soccer. You're not allowed in those type of rooms. You're not allowed in those conversations. You're never going to know what's said in those board meetings and all that stuff. It sucks. But once people are going to – everybody goes in an uproar once the decision is made, but you never know how the decision came to be. So, mm-hmm. like, I think people should just let shit play out because you have no say. <laughs> like, as, as, much, as much as it really pains me to say, like, you have absolutely no say. As a fan, you have, the only say you have is whether you buy a ticket and support or not. But at yeah. the end of the day – you might boycott for one year, but your best, your favorite player, your favorite team is going to be, you know, like, ah, maybe I should go watch. Ah, and you just become a fan again. And that's what sucks. The people that run the league that are higher ups, that have the money, that are talking that dollar talk, they're going to make a decision. The decision's going to come out. They're going to go back to their luxury life. You're going to be upset for a year or for years. And then we're just going to forget about it. It sucks, but that's how it goes. Yeah, no. That, if you're not in that, yeah, if you're not in that room, bro, I honestly would just say you'll give up. Like, be mad. Don't get not like be mad. 
but don't act like you have a, like a say in the decision. Yeah, like, and ima- imagine everyone getting so upset, and then it comes out, and they're like, "Oh no, they got exonerated. They didn't do anything wrong. We got so angry over nothing." For what reason? Now it's I wild. genuinely do believe they've done something wrong. One hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. My thing is, my thing is like, how are they? How was it nine years for them to, for people to figure that shit out? But like PSG and stuff like that, it was like ASAP or Juve, ASAP. Like it was so quick. Well, one like, of the those guys have one, terrible the, mat, the, mat, the match fixing was pretty, <laughs> pretty simple for Juve. Like, yeah, that one was a little bit more simple, and these you had, had players these guys come have out. Terrible accountants. Um, again, though, PSG. I think like the biggest thing for City is they did it differently. Like, I'm sorry, like if Chelsea don't get brought up, like how, how is Chelsea? How are they not looking at Todd Bowley, who spent almost 600 million pounds on players in a year? In two transfer windows, they don't have that. Kind, there's no way they bring they're bringing that kind of revenue. Bullshit. Unless he's pulling it out of his own uh, personal, you know what I mean. But uh, you can assets. only you can only spend so. You still can't you still can't do that though. There's a threshold. There's a threshold, but you still can't just be like, okay, well, I I'm my net worth is because th- my net worth is three hundred billion. So mm-hmm. I can spend this many million and it won't count against the club. Like, no, you, like the club can only bring in so many players based on mm-hmm. its revenue. That's, that's financial mm-hmm. fair play. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be interesting because there's no way they get away. Like this, it's something's got an investigation has got to come down or something. I wouldn't be surprised if city just randomly started selling some of their big name players. Like, hey, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, it, but that's the thing. Like the, the investigation goes back nine years to when Mancini was still there, right? So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Like for me, like if I look at like what an adequate punishment would be, because again, like from a fan's perspective, I mean, you're never taking those Premier League titles away from them. Mm-hmm. The Aguero goal, like those yeah. memories are never, those memories won't be tainted by even, this. Even, 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 last, even last year when they're down to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like their memories are, embedded because it's mm. this engagement between them and the players and the players have had nothing mm. to do with this. Um, mm. The one way you can actually go after them that I, that I think might be sustainable is that for a significant amount of time, you restrict the number of transfers they can bring in and the number of money that they can spend. Yeah, that's fair. So if you restrict that's what those happened, things, That's what happened with so many other teams though. I think that's fair. Yeah. So like, and, and you do it for consider uh, uh, if, if they're found guilty, it's for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't and, think they need. Any, I don't you, think they need any more players anyway. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Apparently, De Bruyne is on his way out this summer. Like, there's a bunch of them because you can only like like you can only work for Pep for so long. Yeah, you can only work for him for so long before you're like, I got it. Nah, this mm-hmm. isn't for me anymore. You know, like he he demands that much, and that's why he's mm-hmm. one of the greatest managers of all time. But. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things, man. They, like, you think with the amount of technology coming out now and how much easier it is to obtain information, corruption would kind of take a backseat when it's so no. in your face. Like, it, but, like but this corruption stuff is so obvious be, and so in your face. Like, yeah, but because of how crazy technology has become as well, it's been easier to be more corrupted corrupted but it's people easier to find out better, people, people, yeah, people have been better at hiding shit now too yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel um, like it was easier before when it was handwritten in a ledger with a yeah. pencil you just take an eraser 
Yeah. Like, like now everything, le- like you leave a trail and you leave a footprint. Every- like you can't delete that, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no way to delete those types of things. So I, I do find that a little bit insane though. It's just like how many, how many goddamn times is this shit going to come up sometimes? Yeah. Like I'm like, it's, it's, it's just a little bit baffling of being like, still, we're still dealing with like corruption like this where you're like, they're paying someone off. Like that Chelsea was, though, as, as part of the alleged, that's part of the like the, the allegations, right? Where like Mancini was getting additional payments. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, but I, it's funny that you bring up Chelsea. But Chelsea has so many players that are on loan and that they sell every year. They got done for that though. They can only they really? can't sell. They like they got they got hit with that. That was part of their. That was part of when they were restricted by uh, financial fair play because that happened a couple for years that, ago. Yeah, because for of the one, number of players that, that one transfer window for the number of players that I don't know. And he went, nope. There's a limit to what you can do with that. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of insane. Like the storylines coming out right now. It just seemed to top and top and top each other like it's just crazy yeah well another storyline came out in in on this side of the world um I was, i've been paying attention to some preseason games and results i saw that vancouver beat tfc three nothing i was like damn that's crazy yeah, yeah. i was like that's preseason man i'm not i'm not really preseason. I'm a lot not. of people, a, a lot, a lot of people forget about that. I mean, if you don't lose games in preseason, then I feel sorry for you for the beginning of the season because preseason you're meant to lose games because then winning masks a lot of things. Hence, Man City, they've won so much nobody was really thinking about it. People were like, "Yo, maybe these guys are just that good," but like people never thought about like how do they get all these good players on one team? So yeah. winning does mask a lot of things and. Preseason is definitely a time where, like, you need the kinks to show because then it helps in the season. Yeah, you're also trying new things. You're trying new yeah. partnerships. You're trying to see if any of the young guys show any jam. They see if they can actually step in. Like, there, there's so many different things, man. Like, yeah. The projected never... starting 11, though, went into, they only played a half. They tied the first half 0-0. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure and again like that's still like it's only 45 minutes yeah that shit so. can change so fast but no like um it, it'll be interesting man it's it's and again it's like oh all these storylines and now like you're like okay we're how far away from mls or how far away from the cpl starting like mm-hmm. just like I'm, all of a sudden like the one thing you don't want to have happen is you don't want to get distracted to the point where you forget about the conversation that we're having but at the same time mm-hmm. celebrate and enjoy those things adequately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I am definitely, I'm going to be at that because the first game of the season for Toronto season against DC United, and we are going to be at that home game. So I'll definitely get some content out for that game. There you go. Hit up, um, yep. I'm going to hit up Richie, Sean Johnson, Mark Anthony, see what these guys are saying. Probably get a little, get a little pick, stuff like that. Ask some questions and you know what I mean? Simple stuff, but there you go. That'd be dope. Yeah, exactly. Damn, my went out. Oh, God, give me a second. It's dark in my vicinity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think 
more stuff comes out, especially with the whole CSB, CSA, and the national team situation, the more we will definitely reach out to everyone and try to get our perspective on it. Um, honestly, like, it's a tough situation. Like I said, I'm like, I think people need to just stop trying to be right. Just try to find a solution that best suits everyone because then you'll never be able to agree. And if you don't agree, nobody wants to play in an uncomfortable situation. The women don't want to play in the World Cup when it's uncomfortable. Sorry. Women don't want to play when it's uncomfortable. The men don't want to play when it's uncomfortable. The people don't want to invest in a situation that they don't think that is bringing out the best product. And the CS, no one wants to have a deal with people who don't want to deal with them. So it's like, we're all in this together and we just need to find a way to like, get shit done. Yeah. We have three years. Literally, we have three years. Three years to sort ourselves out and to exactly. hopefully build and bring something sustainable to the table. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to wrap it up for episode 11. Yes, sir. Hopefully we get this episode to you guys on Spotify or Apple. We're working on it right now. Um, I haven't, I've had a lot of people asking me, oh, I've seen your podcast, but to watch it on YouTube while I'm driving or whatever, um, it's kind of difficult because on YouTube, I guess it forces you to actually look and you can't drive. And obviously we don't want no accidents out there. So we're trying our best to get it onto an audio platform, guys. Uh, we'll get out to you as soon as possible. Um, like we said, prayers up to those in Turkey and Syria. Prayers up to those in the CSB, CSA national team deal. Um, there's a lot of clarity that's needed in that situation. Um, good luck to those who have retired that we mentioned earlier in the episode. And shout out to all the fans. I mean, y'all are as enraged as some of the players. And some of you guys have bad opinions in my in my in my opinion some of y'all have good good opinions but i think everyone should wait till all the information comes out and take it from there as fans we have to put some ownership on ourselves to support the men and women's national team in order to bring in some revenue for the players that we think definitely do deserve it so as a small country we have to band together and make sure we push soccer in the right direction <laughs>